You're listening to the official South Bay Church podcast. For more about us, please visit southbaychurch.us. Well, good morning, church, or good afternoon, possibly good evening, depending on what time you're listening uh, to this stream. But in any case, Happy New Year. 2022 is no more. And 2023 is upon us. Wow. You know, there's many uh, ways to say it, but good Lord, that went fast. A very quick year. I think the more kids I've had, the faster the years have gone. In any case, I have a lesson for you today. My hope, this is a like a one-off, you know, topical sermon, but my hope through this time is that it affords us a sense of encouragement, a sense of hope, a sense of joy. Not sure where this new year finds you. You know, some of us might be coming off an emotional high and we're happy about Christmas. We're happy about New Year's Eve and we had a great, you know, festive time. For some of us, we might be in a place of intense hurting. You're, you're going through the ringer, as it were. In any case, I pray that the Word of God today, that the Holy Spirit today gives you a measure of encouragement that you wouldn't have had otherwise. And dare I say, maybe in a vision for 2023 and how you want to see God work. Before we get into lesson, uh, let us pray. Father God, we thank you so much for this time. We thank you, God, for loving us the way that you do. You are an amazing Father. We pray, God, as, as we listen to your word, as I speak your words, God, that your spirit is working powerfully to open the eyes of our hearts, to allow your word to take root and to be in a, a, a place, a, a headspace, a, an attitude of the heart, a subsequent actions that we wouldn't have otherwise had we not listened to your word today. Thank you so much, God, for all the blessings you give us in a spiritual family, all the ways that you work. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, going into this new year, we can be many different places. The title for today's sermon is A Spirit Led Me in 2023. Now, I have a couple photos. The first one, uh, the man that crossed the finish line, he is in a place of excitement. He's thrilled. And for some of us, that's how we cross the finish line for 2022. You're looking forward to the new year and all the challenges that are ahead. Now, in the photo right next to that, you see someone, and this is an actual uh, marathon runner, I think, I believe it's London Marathon. She crossed the finish line, <laughs> but barely. She literally crawled across. Now, there's another slide of someone, and this is a Hong Kong marathon. In Galatians 6, it mentions this idea that we all have our own load, as it were. We all have our backpack. You might have heard that analogy. We all have our own measure of responsibility that we need to address and take care of that'll help us mature. That being said, there's times in life where we feel like we are burdened. And this is this photo right here. We, when you're burdened, you can't do things by yourself. You're not supposed to. It, it, it's, it's a God-given design, and we need the help of others. She made the finish line, but it wasn't easy. 
And these are a couple of examples of how we might be looking into this new year. I think for all of us, wherever you're at, we want to have a spirit-led life in 2023. Not simply just go through religious motions or be a quote-unquote good person that has semi-biblical principles, but a man and woman that is truly led by God, by the Holy Spirit. It says this in John chapter 3, verses 5 through 8. Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear it sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. Now this is one of those passages, if you've been a part of our churches for a while, if you've been around the Bible, there's this idea that as flesh gives birth to flesh, you know, you are, you are born of a mother, right? And that's our standard kind of entry into the world. But there's a new entry into the kingdom of God that can only occur when spirit, the Holy Spirit of God, gives birth to spirit. Becoming a part of God's kingdom, becoming a part of something new, something that is literally supernatural. It can only occur through the Holy Spirit. And this is exciting, right? Because this is a journey that it's more than just going to church. I know a lot of people that are young that have no interest in going to church because all they understand is this institution of, of people that they've been around, many of whom who didn't even follow that which they professed. We have the opportunity as disciples of Jesus Christ to live a life and this is what it, how it describes it. It says, you know, it, it, the wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear it sound, but you can't tell where it's coming from or where it's going. This is more than just perpetuating an institution. This is a life that is an adventure. A life that is a spiritual journey. It goes beyond what the American dream is, what we're told, or whatever you know, postmodern trend of thought comes up next. This is something that only God can do. And we're in an age now that it, you know, the more you kind of look at things and the way thoughts going, it's becoming more spiritual. Granted, it's more like a self-focus and an internal focus, or maybe a psychedelic focus. But the world is starting to consider that there is something beyond the physical of what we see. And God's saying, yes, there is. And I want you to navigate this spiritual world, not on your own uh, terms, not on your own uh, ways, but I have something for you that is truly unique. I will give you the Holy Spirit. I will give you a part of me that literally lives with you. Now, you are my temple. You don't have to navigate this life on your own, in your own spiritual ways, and what you think is best. 
I will guide you and direct you as the wind blows wherever it pleases. I don't know about you, but that's, I mean, it's exciting. (laughs) It's a little scary because you're telling me I don't know where I'm going all the time. That whatever prevailing thought I might have can be completely wrong because you're taking me in a direction that in myself, I just, I don't understand. I don't know how to get there. I don't have the wherewithal to, you know, to make this happen apart from you leading me. Nevertheless, this is the journey. This is the pilgrimage that God wants to give all of us, and especially in this new year. In Luke 14, 31-33, this is a classic scripture that talks about discipleship, being a follower of Jesus Christ. And it's an analogy that Jesus uses. He tells many parables, many stories. And I, I love this one. I, I think this is the baseline when we talk about being able to be led by the Holy Spirit, having God direct us. Now, there, there is, you know, there's a prerequisite for that. There's something that God requires from us in order to be led by him. It says this in Luke 14, 31 through 33. Or suppose a king is about to go to war against another king. Won't he first sit down and consider whether he's able with 10,000 men to oppose the one coming against him? With 20,000? If he is not able, he will send a delegation while the other is still a long way off and will ask for terms of peace. In the same way, those of you who do not give up everything you have cannot be my disciples. Jesus, talking to large crowds, he gives them these, man, these, these cutting, these difficult, challenging statements about what it means to follow him. And he says that you're this king with 10,000 and God is this king with 20,000 men. And before you go to war, because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to try to go against God and to carve your own path and to do your own thing. And many of us have found this out with firsthand real world experience. We did it our way. (laughs) How'd that work out for you? Many of us have the the battle scars from those endeavors. The scripture says, Jesus says this. If you have 10,000 and God is the God of 20, we must, it only makes sense to ask for terms of peace, to surrender. Now, when you surrender, do you get to set the conditions for that peace? Being a king of 10,000. Absolutely not. You don't get to say, I'm going to do A and B, but not C. I'm going to keep my my crops and I'm going to keep uh, this parcel of land, but I'll give you this. It is a total surrender. We mentioned this this idea right before uh, the new year in our Christmas service. And I think it's fitting to revisit it because we want to follow God. We want God to to work in our lives, I think many of us do. And this element of surrender, you might have learned about at one point in time, but we always have to go back to it. It starts with Abraham and Isaac. He surrenders his son. And you see it throughout the course of spiritual history, all throughout scriptures, men and women over and over again who are willing to surrender their path 
Abraham willing to go to places, live in tents, to this promised land, descendants that he's going to have in the future. So many things that he doesn't fully understand or appreciate. But he's willing to surrender the path that he had set for his life. And he had a good life. (laughs) And to do something different. Surrender is a concept that we will revisit as disciples of Jesus Christ over and over again. My question for you is this. Is there something in your life that you have a a talon-like grip and you will not let go of it? Is there something that is inhibiting you from embracing a spirit-led life that God has for you? You know, there's time and times again where I think even for myself, man, my wife and I, you know, we, we've had different situations, right? You had times where you go through something really intense. Let's say it's a miscarriage in our case and you just cry and you're just, there's nothing you can do <laughs> but shed tears because you're going through the ring or you're hurting. These prayers of God, I don't know what you're doing. I don't understand the inherent wisdom in this situation or how it's going to play out. I'm in pain. And all I can say to myself amidst the sorrow and the hurt that I'm experiencing is your will be done. Your will be done. I trust you, God. I trust what you're doing in this situation. I don't understand it. But I know in scriptures, you say that you work for the good of those who love them, who've been called according to your purpose. That you have a plan for my life. And that you will complete your work in me. This is not the end. Rather, it's the beginning. The beginning of new ways that you're stretching my faith. Of of new ways that my character will grow. That you are testing my heart. And when I come forth in the spirit of Job 23.10, I will come forth as gold. I may not feel that in the moment, but God, I know you're working. We've all experienced times like that. And to the point of the the images earlier with the rate, with the runners, you may be going through that right now. Nevertheless, The call for all of us is to surrender. If you have to shed those tears, shed those tears. If you have to get out those fears and doubts and worries, let them out. And watch what God will do. It says in Galatians 5.22 through 26, in reference to a spirit-led life, It says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, 
peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. I don't know about you, but when I think of a Spirit-led life, and a, a year that I want to have in 2023, the fruit of the Spirit is undoubtedly <laughs> what I would love to see, uh, let's just say, my year be characterized by. The love and the joy and the peace and the forbearance and the kindness and the goodness. These are things that can only occur from someone that is truly walking with the Creator. When we surrender what we think we know, when we surrender our own will to Him, we're able to grow in such a way that we literally become the light of the world. It's a bold statement. We become the salt of the earth. We preserve that which God desires. The thought of having these qualities in increasing measure through my, my parenting and my marriage, serving the fellowship here, with families and friends. It's this spirit-led life to which many of us have fought for and strive for. It's a life that transcends service, you know, in church or just doing good works in the community. It's something that is truly supernatural. Your your good works aren't going to save you. Your Bible knowledge isn't enough. This is the litmus test for someone's understanding of walking with God. Galatians 5.22 Are we in the Spirit? And what happens at the end of this passage, if we're doing church and we're living kind of in a social bubble, if you will, the last verse is what occurs when it's simply just of our own metal and will and effort. It says, let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. This is the difference between living a life of the fruit of the Spirit and living a life simply just in church. When you were just in church, we become conceited over time. Why? Because you compare yourself to someone else. Our Bible knowledge, our level of servitude, service in the fellowship. And we say, oh, look at me versus that other person. We can provoke and get envious because we see someone that maybe has a status or rapport or reputation. These things happen in church, at work, in our families. But God is calling us to a life where we're able to have love and joy and peace 
in all the situations that we have to endure. Even in trials that we have forbearance, the ability to endure and go through suffering with a measure of grace, with the surrender that we so desperately need to be led by the Spirit in 2023. You know, my hope and my prayer for our church, there's many, (laughs) but one of which is that this year is one where we're able to see God work in ways that we couldn't even imagine. That can be hard to say, given where some of us might feel like we're at right now. But nevertheless, we live by faith. We don't live by sight. Nevertheless, God is greater than our hearts, and we don't give way to fear. God is at work. We don't fully understand all that he does. We can't comprehend the direction that the Holy Spirit is taking us. Nevertheless, it is our goal, dare I say our ambition, to take hold of the hand of God and allow him to lead us wherever he sees fit. And that these experiences in life, they're not arbitrary. They're not just coincidences. They're not the results of a, of a God or a supernatural being with a magnifying glass in the sun, burning ants. But that God is compassionate, that he's gracious, that he's abounding in love and full of mercy. And it is that God that is directing our lives through the Holy Spirit in 2023. And because it is that God, we have hope that our hearts can rest in his presence and that we can look forward to seeing what God does in this new year. If your heart needs solve, if it needs peace, that you will find it. If your heart needs joy and encouragement right now, God has it in ample supply. He has not abandoned you. He will not let you go. He is with you every step of the way. The Holy Spirit will guide and direct us in 2023 in such a way that God will be glorified. Whether we feel it right now in our hearts might be one thing. But allow your faith to give you a measure of peace. That God loves you and that he's going to do something incredible in our lives individually and collectively in this new year. Some closing thoughts. How do you think God wants you to grow in 2023? What do you think God wants? What area of your life? Not sure what it may be for me. I, I you know, I think of many. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not short on faults. And I, by the grace of God, I think I have enough sober judgment to understand most of them. You know, I think for myself, I absolutely want to be a better father in this new year. I want to be a better husband. Um, you know, there, there's ways that I just want to exude 
the, the love of God more towards my family. I think of even just our fellowship, the ways that I want to grow uh, as a minister. What are ways that God wants you to grow in this new year? And lastly, this question, what blessings do you want to see happen in 2023? Not simply just the prosperity gospel, new car, or extra zeros in your bank account. <laughs> but how do you want to see God work? How do you want your faith to grow? How do you want your relationships to improve? And there might be some professional blessings or material blessings is there as well. But what do you want to see God do in your life in 2023? Switching gears to communion, it says in Romans 8, this is verses 1 through 4, Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. Now this is the law that the Israelites had to adhere to, which had 600 plus commands, and what you'll find out, it says in this next verse, For what the law was powerless to do, because it was weakened by the flesh. So what you find out is when you're trying to adhere to these commands, you're going to fall short. And if you say to someone, do not steal, that thought is now in their head, and then there's a high chance they're going to actually steal, <laughs> as an example. But it says, for what the law was powerless to do, because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own son, and the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us. He did not live according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. It might, be, it might feel like a tall order to live a Spirit-filled life in 2023. You might feel like you don't have the sense of direction. You might feel like you don't have the ability to adhere to these commands that God has laid out and to exude uh, the righteousness that God desires. But the blessing is, is that through Jesus Christ, that the path has been set. And that the same power that rose Jesus from the dead is the same Holy Spirit that we have now because of his sacrifice. And that Holy Spirit in this new year because of the cross is waiting to work miracles in our lives, in our faith, in our heart, in our mindset, in our characters and relationships and all that we do because of what Jesus has done for us. At this time, let us pray for communion and I hope that as you look into 2023, that you can see a spirit-led life, an adventure, a journey that God has planned for you and for all the South Bay Church. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you so much for what your son Jesus Christ has done for us and allowing us to have the Holy Spirit. It says in your scriptures, God, that he left. He left us with the intention and the goal of giving us your Holy Spirit and that it would be a counselor for us and it would direct us in the ways that we should go. Help us to be led by you, God, in that spirit. 
Allow us to get out of the way. To surrender that which we need to surrender. Whether it's our pride or arrogance, whether it's the pleasures of this world, whatever it may be, allow us, God, to let go so that we can live lives that are directed by you and go on this journey of faith. Thank you so much for your son and for the blood and for the body. Allow us to always remember it and to cherish it with every passing day. Praise for your son's most holy and perfect name. And the church says, Amen. Thanks for listening to the South Bay Church Podcast. For other sermons, videos, upcoming events, and more about our church, please visit southbaychurch.us.